0: Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. And I want to start off today with a question. Here's the question. Are you listening? Here it is. Have you ever looked at your life, the life that you're living right now, and taking it all in, you had to step back and say something like this. If something new doesn't happen, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. I need something new to take place in my life, or I'm not sure I will be, be able to continue moving forward. We're going to talk about that today, and my goal in today's podcast episode is that you'll come out on the other side challenged, but that you'll come out encouraged, understanding that as we continue moving forward one step at a time, continuing to march, even though it may be easier to stay where we are and die, That if we'll march forward trusting God, then we can expect for Him to do great things in our lives. We're going to talk about that today, but before we get there, if you are not subscribed to this podcast, please do that right now. Wherever you're listening from, go ahead and subscribe. You are listening from somewhere, and somewhere on that platform, there is a place to subscribe. Hit that. That would be awesome. And then take some time, go over to YouTube. You can find my channel. Go to YouTube. Look for my name, Jeremy Stolnecker. You'll find my channel there. You can subscribe, then hit the notification bell. That lets you know when more content comes online just like this. And, uh, again, I would love to share that with you. Other content there that you can find as well. Make sure that you are subscribed. You can share out from there. You can leave me comments. All of that would be Fantastic. And then finally, go to jeremystonlicker.com. jeremystonlicker.com. I use my name for everything because it's just easy to remember. jeremystonlicker.com. You'll find a lot of information about me personally. My bio is there, information about what I do outside of this podcast. All of my connections to social are there, podcasts that I am involved in, and then most importantly, my blog is there as well. And uh, there's two sections you can find on my website, jeremystonlicker.com in addition everything else I just mentioned at the top right there's a place that says blog you can hit that and a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this show I write about as well on a weekly basis you can find that there's another tab that says culture and that is where I write about culture what's happening in culture and some biblical perspectives on what is happening and I write that to be a help to you and I hope that it will be so please go and check that out that would be awesome back to our question In your life, have you ever been moving around, doing what you do, going to work, taking care of your family, doing whatever it is you do, and when you take in what's happening around you, you really evaluate what's going on. If you were to describe your feeling about what's happening, you'd have to say, I feel like I'm wandering through the desert. (laughs) I feel like I'm wandering through the desert. I used to have clarity. I used to have an understanding of where I was going and what I was doing. I had dreams and I had aspirations. But right now, I just feel like I'm, I'm wandering around. I'm trying to get from one place to the other. I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do. But really, I, I feel as though there is nothing here for me. I'm in the desert. I need something new to happen. I need something new to take place. I need something new to present itself on the horizon, or I'm not sure that I can continue. Uh, I've talked about this a lot. I've written about this a lot. But this feeling that I can't go on, that I'm in a dry desert. Uh, I like talking about the desert as it relates to this kind of wandering because the desert we know is hot and it's dry. There's dust. (laughs) Not a lot of people around. It's lonely. It can be overwhelming in its vastness. And that's where you are. Maybe you're there because of something that's happened to you, something that happened in a relationship or something that happened in a workplace setting, something that happened economically, financially, something that happened at some other place or in some other way in your life. And although you were going uh, on a particular course, you were doing a particular thing, because of this outside event, you now feel as though you're wandering around aimless, not sure what's next, without the provision you need to keep moving forward. Maybe it's not an event. Maybe it's just that you have been trying the same thing for so long. You've been working on the same project, working at the same workplace, working in and around the same people, trying to develop the relationships. Whatever it is, you've invested a lot of time and energy and focus in that thing, and it has not produced what you thought it would produce. You were once excited. You had a vision for how it could all work out. You saw uh, what you believed to be a goal given to you by God, a dream placed there by God, something that fits your unique set of circumstances and skills and talents. And yet having applied yourself, you now look around and think, where am I? This is not what I thought was going to happen. In the phrase uh, phraseology, is phraseology a word? The phraseology, the way we say it <laughs> here on this show. You've come to the point in your life <clears throat> where instead of marching forward, putting one foot in front of the other and just continuing, you feel like you believe that it might be time to quit, to die. Continuing to exist, continuing to breathe air, perhaps, but inside, emotionally and spiritually and relationally, to die, to give up, to quit, to say, I'm not doing it anymore. Maybe that's where you are in your life. And you know that if something new doesn't happen soon, you may not make it. I think we can all relate to that. Then we come to verses like 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that is a follower of Christ, one who's put their faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. I, I love this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 because it says that in Christ everything is new. The broken parts of your life, uh, the dried up desert parts of your life, the traumatic parts of your life, the things that you never thought you could get past. The Bible tells us that in Christ, if we are in Him, wrapped up in Him, pursuing Him, living for Him, then all things are made new. We go to the end of the Bible in the book of Revelation, chapter 21 and verse 5. Uh, We read these words, He that sat upon the throne said, Who is he that sat upon the throne? That's God. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. God said, I make everything new. We know that at the end of time, as we know it, the beginning of eternal time, uh, he will make a new heaven and a new earth. But on this plane that we live on, this globe that we live on in this world, physically speaking, emotionally and spiritually speaking, we are made new in him. He makes all things new. So we look at the world that we're living in. We look at the path that we're walking and we feel as though we're wandering through the desert. We read verses like this, and the natural question, and I think a reasonable question, when life seems to be out of control or confusing or overwhelming, is, well, when will that happen? When will this newness come? God, I believe you, but when will it happen? We read the Bible, and one of the conclusions we have to come to is that God's timing is not our timing. Now, that's not the encouraging part of this message, perhaps. But as I'm speaking to you today, I'm speaking to myself because I certainly have felt this way. I felt as though life is out of control, that I'm wandering, I'm trying, I'm working, I'm applying myself, I'm dedicated, I'm focused, I'm investing. But I need something new to happen. Because if something new doesn't happen, I'm not sure I can go on. I read the words of Scripture that says that that tells me that God makes all things new, but I have to ask, when, God? I think the answer from Scripture is, we don't know when. (laughs) But what we do know is that God always keeps His word. That God always does what He says. So even though we can't see God at work, we know that He is at work that if he says he makes all things new, then he indeed makes all things new because he's God and he does what he says. Faith is taking God at his word and then living our life according to it. In this context, what that means is that we take God at his word. When he says he makes all things new, we take him at his word, we believe him, and then we continue to march, putting one foot in front of the other and allowing God to be God even when we don't understand, trusting him to keep his word. So The timing we may not understand because the timing is God's. But if we went to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, and Isaiah is a wonderful book of Scripture, incredible, Uh, written by the prophet Isaiah, a message to the nation of Israel. Um, Encouragement is given there. Judgment is given there. A picture of who God is and how he relates to his people, it's all given there. I love the book of Isaiah. If we came to chapter 43, though, and read verse 19, we would read these words. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is speaking to the nation of Israel and he explains to them that he is going to do something new. That is going to be amazing. He uses the analogy of the desert because the children of Israel understood what it was to be in the desert. Their history extended back to the desert of Egypt and beyond to the wilderness that their ancestors wandered in for more than 40 years to where they were now living. They understood the desert and the needs of the desert. And God said, I'm going to do a new thing in the desert. I'm going to bring springs of water. Man, what good work. What a good, what a good message. What good news. We need God to new, do a new work in our lives. We can take him at his word, but what do we know about this new thing that he's going to do? We know, first of all, from that verse that God does the work. <laughs> I love that. Beginning at the beginning of verse 19 of Isaiah 43, Behold, I will do a new thing. Who's speaking? It's God. He says he will do a new thing. And I love that because if it's me that has to do the new thing, I'm going to fall short. If it's the government or someone that I care about or someone that I trust or someone that I look to because they're a little stronger, a little more capable than me, they will eventually fall short. People let us down. Governments let us down. Even those we care about, they let us down. Those that appear to be so strong and so resourceful, they let us down. But God will not let us down. And when he talks about doing a new thing, it's wonderful to see that what he says is, he is the one who will do the new thing. We put our faith in the God who created everything. The God who created the desert. The God who created the world that we live on. The God who separated the dry land from the water. The day from the night. Who brought plants and trees. Who created by the word of his mouth the animals. Who breathed life into the nostrils of man. That God is the God who says, Hey! I know you're wandering. I know you feel lost. I know there are some things here that don't make sense. But what you can know, what you need to understand, is that I, God, am going to do a new thing. It's good to know that God will do the work. As we continue reading, though, we read these words. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth shall you not know it it will spring forth then he says shall you not know it when god works god works big god doesn't do anything small uh, we have this thought in our minds sometimes that if god does a new thing maybe i'll miss it or maybe he's already done it maybe i stepped over it and didn't recognize it uh, maybe i i somehow went beyond what God wanted or what God was doing in my life. Maybe the people on the outside don't see it, and that's why I'm getting these mixed messages or this bad counsel. And God says, I'm going to do a new thing, and it's going to spring forth. It gives the image of something big happening, something you cannot miss and something those on the outside cannot miss. It's big. It's good to know that when God does a new work, there will be no confusion as to whether or not God is doing a new work. I'm so thankful for that truth. I'm thankful for the reality of that. People talk about the will of God, and, and so often when people talk about the will of God, they talk about it as though it's something mystical, something magical, something that can't be understood. I understand the mystery around the will of God. He is God and we are not. I, I've talked, I've written about how we need to do what we know to do. That is God's will for all people. And then God will begin to show us the steps we need to take forward. Uh, I've written about that. I've talked about that. We've discussed that on this show before. But, but I'm thankful to understand that when God reveals his will to us, it's not something that's hidden. It's not something that God is using to play with us. God wants us to know his will. He desires for us to know and do his will. And in this passage it says he's going to do a new thing and it's going to spring forth and we're going to know it. I love that. This verse goes on. God says, I will even make a way in the wilderness. He makes a way in the wilderness. This is so important and so easy for us to overlook we could say that God is just filling space he's completing this sentence uh, these words are are vital to our understanding of who God is he will make a way in the wilderness what does that mean he, he knows he needs to make a way that he's the only one who can make it and that we are in the wilderness Here's the point. God knows exactly where you are. Now you may say, if God knows where I am, then why hasn't he delivered me? Again, we don't know God's timing, but we know God's word and his promises and that he keeps those promises. And he says that right where you are, the wilderness you find yourself in, even though you may feel like you're wandering around, he is God and he is going to make a way in the wilderness. God understands all that you and I are dealing with. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15, uh, part of a a much uh, richer passage than just this one verse. But this verse is amazing. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. The next verse tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace, to come boldly to God in prayer. Why? Because Jesus, our high priest, understands what it's like. To be tempted, to wander in the wilderness of this world, to experience the hardship that goes along with that, and to do it all without sin. We could go back to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 4, and we have an accounting of Jesus speaking to the devil, and the devil tempting him while he's in the wilderness praying to God. He's in the wilderness The Bible says, gives us a, a very vivid picture of where Jesus is. And he's hungry because he's been there so long. That's when the temptation comes. God understands where we are. And he's not saying, come to me and then I will make a way. Clean yourself up and then I will make a way. Dig yourself out of this hole that you're in or, or, or find a way forward. And if you do that, then I will make a way. He says he's going to make a way in the wilderness. What an incredible blessing it is to know that God knows not only who we are, but where we are. I find great comfort in this. I'll tell you this too. I find comfort in this at all times in my life, but particularly when I've done something to put myself in the wilderness, to put myself in the desert. (laughs) When I made a bad decision, I've done something that uh, arguably was not wise. And now I feel lost. I'm wandering. I'm wondering if anything new could ever happen here. Crying out to God it's at that moment, that point of need, that he meets us. It's an incredible truth. We see finally from this verse, so many great truths from this one verse. He says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. There will be rivers in the desert. This is great. If you've ever been to the desert, you know that the one need you have, (laughs) the life-sustaining need, is water. When I was in the Marine Corps, I spent a lot of time training out in 29 Palms, California, the desert. In Kuwait, before we went into Iraq, the desert, even in Iraq, other places I've been in the world, water is the number one need that you have. God knows our number one need. I think what's being communicated here is that what God is saying is, I know what you need, not just where you are. You're in the wilderness, but what you need in the desert and what you need is water. And I'm not just going to give you drips of water or a little bit of water. He says springs in the desert. I'm going to give you an abundance of what you need right where you are. God understands your greatest need and will supply that need beyond what you ever thought possible. What a truth. We look at our lives from time to time and we think, I need something new to happen here. Connected to any number of things, something that's happened to you or just the end of your energy and ability to put forth effort, God says, look, I haven't forgotten you. I know exactly what you need. And I'm going to make sure you have exactly what you need where you are. I've said this many, many times. But this is a reminder I have to come back to you personally again and again. I am only responsible for what I can actually control, which isn't much. I'm responsible, I could put it this way in the context of this show, I am responsible for putting one foot in front of the other and deliberately, by faith, moving forward. When there are obstacles, when there are challenges, when there are traumas pulling me back, when I feel as though I'm in the desert, my responsibility remains the same. March. When it would be easier to stay where I am, to give up, and to die. The imagery here is easy to get a hold of. If you've ever been hiking in the desert or you've seen a movie of someone moving across the desert? The sun is hot and overhead. The ground is dry and dusty. You look off in the distance and because of the heat, you see those kind of heat waves rising off the ground that distorts everything. In that moment, whether it's literal or figurative, You have one job. Keep moving forward. You say, Jeremy, why would I keep moving forward? Because you have no idea what God is doing and what he will do. But you do know that he's promised to do something new. (laughs) Because he's God, you can trust him just don't quit it always comes down to the exact same thing will you march putting one foot in front of the other continuing to move forward will you march or will you just say it's too hard I can't do it it's overwhelming I'm going to choose to die Breathing, going to work, functioning the way I'm supposed to function, but on the inside, absolutely understanding. I'm not making forward progress anymore. Emotionally and spiritually and relationally, I'm dead. What are you going to do? Thankfully, you get to decide. Choose to march and let God do something new in your life life. Thank you. I appreciate you listening. Please go ahead and subscribe if you are not yet subscribed to this podcast. Go to the YouTube channel. You can find me, Jeremy Stalinker. Subscribe and hit the notification bell there. That would be great. Go visit the website, jeremystalinker.com, and that would all be fantastic. look forward to talking to you next time.